recording behind closed doors. Welcome to Hand of Pod. Girls, welcome to episode 375 of Hand of Pod. I'm Sam Kelly. This week I'm joined by Andres. Hello, welcome. And Tony. Hello. Um, we were going to have a special guest as well, but unfortunately she couldn't make it, but hopefully uh, we will be able to get her on another time. Uh, the results from the weekend just gone. I always start this and then get partway through that sentence and then realise that I haven't loaded them up yet. So while I'm waiting for my app to load, allow me to remind you that we are sponsored by Fanatis. You can get a seven-day free trial followed by 20% off your first three months uh, with Fanatis. That allows you to watch, obviously, the Superliga has just finished, but you can watch the whole of the Copa Superliga as well um, using that. And in fact, three months is going to be just about long enough to watch the whole of the Copa de la yes. Superliga, assuming that it all takes place. Yes. We'll get onto that a bit later. Um, you go to fntz.co slash hop and use the discount code HOPFZ if you would like that discount. Uh, you can also get lots of other football from around the world, particularly if you're in the United States. Um, you've got various other competitions, live at least, um, but obviously you might have to uh, wait and see which ones are actually going to be played. The results from the Superliga weekend just gone. Oh, hang on, we've got another sponsor as well, haven't we? Uh, Semek, who sent me a very kind email saying that that's the best attempt he's ever heard by a British person at pronouncing his name. So I'm going to raise my hand <laughs> Congratulations. and celebrate yeah, on, on your CV. Um, is sponsoring us as well. Um, his website is albicelestis.com. That is A L B I C E L E S T E S, I think, dot com. Um, you can go there and he's got on there a, a really quite impressive uh, for a one-man operation archive of Argentine national team matches and players do check it out and thank you very much indeed Semek for sponsoring us now I really will read out the results from the Superliga weekend just gone which of course was the final round of Superliga matches Arsenal de Sarandí 4 Aldo Civi 0 Argentinos Juniors 2, Rosario Central 1, Banfield 0, Huracán 3, Defensa y Justicia 2, Patronato 0, Boca Juniors 1, Gimnasia y Esgrima La Plata 0, Atlético Tucumán 1, River Plate 1, San Lorenzo 4, Lanús 3, God knows where that came from, Independiente 3, Central Córdoba 0, Newell's Old Boys 0, Godoy Cruz 2, Really no idea where that one came from. Tacheres 2, Colón de Santa Fe, nil. Unión de Santa Fe, nil. Vélez Sarsfield, 3. And Estudiantes de la Plata, 1. Racing, 2. Andres, what would you say is the big story from that weekend, this weekend, just gone? Well, of course, Gabriel Heinze quit uh, from Vélez. Indeed. Uh, uh, well, no, of course, the, the, I, I'm, I'm happy for me, or for, for you also, for all River supporters in Argentina and outside Argentina, uh, the, the way that River uh, 
we will say lost the Superliga because mm. they, uh, we all agreed before uh, this weekend that River will claim or will become champions for the first time with Gachard on the bench and well, it wasn't like that. Uh, last night River won 8-0 against Binacional and one of those goals, if one of those goals w uh, would have been scored in Tucumán, uh, that would make made River champions. Well, that wasn't the case because they won, they 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 drew one one, and and, and with Boca winning, that was just the, the result that Boca needed to for them to be the champions. Yeah, wasteful finishing really was, in my opinion, was what did it for River. Uh, there were some slightly more conspiratorial takes. We will get onto those in a minute because obviously, first of all, what we do needs to concentrate on um, is congratulations, Boca Juniors, champions of Argentina for. I'm not making this up, am I? It's the third time in the last four seasons. Racing so. the season only one, yeah. Boca won the two before that. Um, indeed, th three of the two, sorry, two of the three Superliga championships have been won by Boca. And we will get on to exactly why a little bit later, but it looks very much as if those are going to be the only three Superliga championships ever played. Um, because it looks very much like the top flight will be back under the auspices of the AFA next season. Um, counting, the, sorry, counting the the because now AFA counts every tournament since the amateur area, area yeah, right? Uh, Boca are the 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 ones that won the most uh, because uh, when when they they counted only the, the the professional era, River was the one the leader in. No, the, River still have more league championships mm -hmm. than Boca, but Boca are much closer because they were more successful during the amateur era. So that's why River in particular don't like to count the amateur era because it puts them much further ahead. They only won one title during the amateur era. Uh, I um, thought that they, they're not, won, that now so. with that uh, adding the, the amateur era terms... No, I think the count in total is River have 36, if you don't count the Copa de Oro 1936, which you shouldn't because the AFA didn't at the time, but some people do count that because the AFA decided two years ago or something that they were going to count it for no reason uh, so River have 36 and Boca now must have is it 32? Oh, yeah. are you googling it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I think it's I, I think that this oh it might be 33 it might put Boca within three or four of River uh, so River still have more league titles I'm not sure what the overall count is if you just add up all the trophies and count them all as equal and say that's one each but um, but yeah um, Boca had to dig very deep against a spirited Kimnasia side in the second half at least in the first half it was a fairly poor game from both teams um, but they won the match in the 72nd minute through a thunderous strike from Carlos Deves uh, I worried very briefly for the state of Jorge Brown's wrists because he got something to it it, it was it was a quite a strong a strike but mm. but in it it going to the into the box into the into the goal through the middle of the of the goal yeah mm. yeah as i say the, the keeper got something to it and it was just it was hit too hard for him to keep it out um but it was what they needed after that gimnasia attacked a little bit frantically uh might have possibly found an equalizer if they had a bit more invention to it in the last yeah. 10 minutes or so but Really, it never looked like being anything but a Boca win from the moment that that breakthrough came. Until then, it was very much on on tenterhooks. Yeah, maybe the, the in the in the start of the second half they tried to and they they put uh, Andrada to to make a save, but not really much more than that. Mm. The ones who also uh, had very poor accuracy were River. Uh, they had a lot of chances, a bunch of chances. Uh, One and shot on target. 
One shot on target. Only one? The, the goal that they scored was the only shot that they managed on target. Well, and the, the one disallowed. Also. Oh, yeah, which which River fans were quite unhappy with, but yes. I, I thought it was off. No, it, was it wasn't. Very, very I think narrow. it wasn't. But there was a, a defender that clearly uh, was not... Uh, oh, was I don't behind. think it was that clear. If you look at the line of the, the, well, the anyway, on the pitch... Anyway, it's not an excuse because a lot of yeah. people will put that as a way of... Uh, Yes, pro- uh, protesting and, and I, I I never like to do that and, and well River. Besides, besides that, I I put on Twitter if 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 Bogan River fans are gonna start arguing about the yeah. the, the referees, I, I think they should they should do a little bit of of traveling to the interior and the little and the clubs problem, and, and say oh yeah River was really really uh, no, uh and the, and the I've, I've, said, I've said many times on this podcast over the years that any fan of a big five club who complains about officiating and the thing as I always right say is that they don't say anything when they are benefit so yeah it, yeah. yeah and River ultimately what cost River more than than any you know whatever conspiracy you think happened in Tucumán on Saturday night or or not uh, it was. <clears throat> Some of the performances early on in the campaign, particularly at home, uh, River's final record on in the league overall was 14 wins, five draws, four defeats. Um, and of that, two of the draws and all four of the defeats came in the Monumental. Um, as we discussed last week, the, the away standard, the away record is absolutely terrifying. Their yeah. away record, they were, I mean, okay, they played one match more than Boca uh, because of the fact that the the home and away games weren't evened out in a 23-game season, um, that they finished with 30 points away from home to Boca's 23 and Bellis Sarsfield's 20, uh, who were second and third in the away standings. But what cost them was, was the home record, was, was not being able to, yes. to work through teams who set out yeah. deep and played on the counter. Even That's with the, the game against Defensive Justicia, would surely would have sealed the title for River if they won it. Mm. And they were they one goal didn't. away... Uh, to, they could have become champions when, when scoring one more goal. Uh, in either of the last two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, the last two games. Yeah. And they had the chances because uh, perhaps they they had only one shot on target. But they they then perhaps it isn't counted as a shot on target. But I I, I recall uh, a, a a goal missed by Matias Suarez in the second half in, in which he was I think in the uh, small box. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know even if the goalkeeper was there. Was it was it the, the one in the at the same time the, 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 the Tevez scored the Boca one? I mean the, there was one no. and like exactly the same time the Boca scored the goal that mm. the River had a huge chance yeah. to don't to, remember to it was one. in the in the very same time but uh, uh, it was a tremendous play by Nacho Fernandez who I think he was, he played one of his or well as he uses to play a, a great match but it wasn't enough. And and he made a like a uh, a play uh, through the left and and, and uh, made a perfect cross for or downward yeah. cross for for Matias Suarez who incredibly missed that. I mean, you miss that goal, then you can't complain about the the, the referees. Yeah, of course. Uh, and and they miss they are missing a lot of penalties. So <laughs> complain because yeah, that also yeah, and, and many of those penalties are not really counted. Last night they, they they missed two and two, they won a two more in the Libertadores. Yeah, with the score at nil nil. Interestingly, just in passing, um, yeah, last night's uh, win, so as we've mentioned a couple of times now, we, we may as well mention the opponents. Um, oh, God, I've forgotten the opponents' names. Binacional yeah, yeah, yeah. um, of Peru, uh, or of the Peruvian-Bolivian border, in fact, um, hence the name, um, came to the Monumental and lost 8-0. 
River missed, as Andres has just mentioned, or, well, had one saved and missed one, two penalties before going 1-0 up. And it was on the 50th anniversary of River's biggest ever Libertadores win, which was a 9-0 home win against a Bolivian team. And apparently, I, I saw this mentioned on Twitter and then couldn't find the tweet again after the full-time whistle and couldn't remember who made it. Um, they missed two penalties before going 1-0 up in that match as well. They could have won 10. 50 years to the day earlier. They couldn't break that record, Yeah, sadly. Um, but I, I, sorry, I have the, the, the list of, or the number of, of titles. River has 36 with 34 runner-up uh, mm-hmm. positions. And Boca Juniors has 34. So there are two away. Two behind. Right? And I don't know if it, this is... I, I suppose there is, given the giving Gachardo's record especially, but it's six years since River doesn't win a title. Yeah, Ramon Diaz in the 2014... So, it's a lot of time for know. River. Yeah. So... That's interesting. Yeah, and I mean, you might say that this is the first one that Gachardo's really taken seriously. Yeah, he tried. Um, but it is a, a little, perhaps a little bit of a black mark uh, on it. Um, did River bottle this? Or was yes. it just a case of of those points earlier on in the season when they had one eye on the Libertadores? Yes, or because e- even when, if you don't think about the, the early games... When they maybe have the the, the, the mindset on the Libertadores, they were in the pole position uh, up to the game against Defensa Justicia, mm. and they they should have well, won after that the game, game against Defensa Justicia. Even the, even there, yeah. yeah, I mean it was they needed just to 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 win one of those two games. It wasn't really yes. hard to do it, and and not saying anything against Defensa Justicia to to command because they're good sides given the Argentinian average. I mean, it's not like they're playing against Colón and Godoy Cruz, for example. That will be amazingly to all that. But they, they, they should have scored the penalties that they had. And, and the situation was, was their freeware to take. And just because we, went, we, we were starting recording this year, everyone in, in this podcast agreed that if River just won all the games, even having two games in hand, was just enough to, to, to sweep away the league. Mm. I mean, it, wasn't, it, it was not a easy, an easy job, but it, it wasn't also the most difficult the task is, for River. Even when ever. River uh, was... Against the Justicia, if you take talk about the first half, the Justicia could have won it 2-0 yeah. uh, easily. The second half River was quite better, and I don't know whether it was just better to win it perhaps the, the draw was 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 fair in this in the case of uh, the match uh, perhaps they, they deserve the win but they are they are making a lot of mistakes in defense they are yeah, defending poorly being poorly. a champion it's also winning the games that you don't actually deserve to win yes. and Boca did that especially in, in this year uh, there were close games even if River won, won the should, uh, will have won the league We were all talking right now about that game against Union. Yes. Seeing then, that weekend, it will be like the turning point for, for River and just stroll down the, the win in the league. And, and, and Boca just did what we thought River would do. Yes. Even if they didn't have the, the clear chances because also Boca scored an, on the first short on, shot on target, which was the Tebas goal. I mean... That also was a testament for for Boca, for what Boca did. Even if they didn't have the clear chances, and even if they dominated the game in terms of possession, 
if they have to score, they did it, and, and, and River didn't. Yeah, they, they had this uh, improvement with with Miguel Angel Russo. I don't say I don't think that only that's only because Miguel Angel Russo made the team go ahead and, and, and play more offensively, which is but I think it's true. But players also have another coach, which is different to the other, and and have another mm-hmm. uh, way of thinking. Another they have more energy. And in the case of River, it was the other way around. Uh, I think they, they were out of fuel, which is yeah. strange in, in a Gallardo team. But I think it was like that. Yeah. And, and Russo changed two, two things that I think are pivotal to, to walk the turn around this, this um, title decider. First, uh, Camposano's at number five. And Bisha in the... I, I, I was about to, to say that between Bisha and Soldano gave liberty to Tevez and not trying to defend, just be there to shot and command when it comes to to attacking attacking plays and not being the focal point of, of, and Junior of Alonso, attack. Junior Alonso with the injury of uh, the Lisandro Lopez, Lopez yeah. uh, and now he, the, the no, BG, one, yeah. no one remembers that Lisandro Lopez is injured. They all I think they, they, they uh, Junior Alonso replaced him very well and yeah. now you know don't notice that. Um you, you can also say that uh, replacing Fabra uh, actually, Mas for Fabra was also key because Mas was the left back. It's, it's not exactly the tactical masterstroke of the century. No, no, be, be, but it was one because, that Alfaro seemed reluctant to make. Exactly, so. yeah. For for Alfaro, the number the number three was was always uh, Emmanuel Mas, yes. but Frank Fabra it's much better. Campuzano and, and Claudio al Claudio uh, Claudio Paul Canisha, I was going to say, <laughs> and, and Guillermo Paul Fernandez. Uh, I think are are doing a great job there. Yeah. Uh, even also in that case, perhaps Fernandez uh, is like uh, he robbed uh, the spot that uh, Capaldo had there, and, and and he's doing it well. Yeah, but tactically, you you could say that what Russo did was trying to find the players that would do the dirty job. Because in the midfield, you have Campuzano to do that, so Paul Fernandez have more freedom. And in the the attacking line, it will be Bishan Soldano pressing and running away, uh, run, running around, and Tevez will have to do just yes. spark every now and then. Today is enough. Tevez as a number nine, and you will say also a number ten. Could yeah, be. yeah, it was a, and Bishan and, and nine, and, yeah. and that's it. And then, of course, Sarate uh, now uh, he doesn't have in a, even a spot in the subs bench. I yeah. think. Well, then he. But that was clever because you have three players that run every time and all the game like Bisha, uh, Soldan and Salvio to do all the job and just give the ball to Tevez and Tevez will do something. Yeah. Perhaps they, what, what, what Russo did, and I, well, I think we'll finish with this, but uh, what he did was to find the team, which mm-hmm. something, what, was something that uh, Alfaro couldn't find. Yeah. In a, he, he knew that the tools were was yes. there and just trying to put the, the pieces away in the puzzle. So how much of this title win do we think Alfaro deserves to be credited with? Because after the final whistle, plenty of people on, on the Boca side in their post-match interviews were very happy saying, you know, this is 50% Gustavo's title no, I, as well. I don't think it's 50% yeah. because uh, with, with, Mijan, with Russo, the, the, the Boca is, uh, have, haven't lost any match. It's nine matches in the way with not losing... Uh, so I think it's yeah, 70-30 eight, eight wins and one draw yes 
Uh, oh, sorry. Eight wins and two draws if we're counting the, the draw away to Caracas with a mostly reserve team in the Libertadores right before the title decider. But yeah. Um, they have certainly improved and they're going to be a force to reckon with next season, maybe. Mm. Although next season's like five months away, so who really knows? Um, but Russo does seem to have given Boca their mojo back and also they, they look to me like a team I think I might have mentioned this a couple of weeks into the new year um, of course they qualified they've got, to Copa Libertadores 2021 which yeah. in the, the case of River will be the same again same uh, situation as they must win Copa Argentina yeah, or the actual Copa Libertadores or the Copa Super Liga yeah. um, but yeah again um, sorry uh, Boca looked to me like, like they've got more of a plan than they did under Barros Ecolotto at any point even when they won those back-to-back titles in 2017 And I made a joke like this. This is the time when you 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 um, serve mate to everyone that is doing the the global job in the in the university or the school and put your name anyway because you just did the little you have to do. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't really something that Alfaro should be really proud to do that. Indeed. Um, now, those of you who listened last week. Uh, will remember that last week was the first time that I realised, because Dan told me, um, that not only does relegation not get decided until the end of the Copa de la Superliga group stage, but also the other continental competition spots, Mm -hmm. as Andres just hinted, don't get decided until then either. Um, So the standings from the league roll over and get added up to the points won in the group stage of the Copa Superliga, which kicks off tomorrow, Friday evening, Um, and as a result, one thing that, I mean, even though Dan mentioned it to me then, one thing that I didn't really appreciate until I was sat down watching some of the games over the weekend, is that when literally only two matches mattered all weekend and they were being played at the same time, there was an awful lot of just sitting there and thinking, it's a beautiful day outside. My girlfriend would rather be going for a walk. Why, yeah. why can't we go out on the bikes or something rather than having to watch this? Um, it, it just it, nothing was nothing mattered because yeah. there were eleven games still to go. So it was like there was no none of the normal last day drama apart from uh, the the thoroughly entertaining um, spectacle of that double header on on Saturday night for for a couple of hours. Um, there were still some decent games. San Lorenzo versus Lanús somehow turned into a bit of a classic um, from one one at half time. And with, apparently, I didn't catch the first half, but seemingly very few uh, indications of what was to come. Uh, they then both went goal happy in the second half. Um, Lanús went 2-1 up through a Jose Sam penalty. Adam Barreiro equalised for San Lorenzo. Jose Sam scored another one to put Lanús 3-2 up. Adam Barreiro equalised again. And then Marcelo Herrera got what proved to be the winner with 15 minutes to go. So the San Lorenzo ran out 4-3 winners. Two goals from Barreiro... And two uh, wins in a row for San Lorenzo. That's, I yeah. think, a new since, news. Since uh, getting rid of yes. Monaris. Um, Leandro Romagnoli was the coach. For wasn't Tocali the one? Wasn't Tocali the coach? 
I mean, well, it was him and it, it was the two of them in joint, wasn't it? Yeah, actually, you're right. The live score app that I've got says Romagnoli, the coach, but then I, anyway, I think you're right. Doccali is the main manager yeah. and Romagnoli is one of his deputies. Underlings anyway, this yeah. weekend, the, the matches will be played with no crowd, I think. Mm. Uh, but it w- they will be played, I think. Not Copa Libertadores, but uh, Copa Superliga will be played. Yes, well, we'll get into the, the full yes. details of um, the reaction to uh, COVID-19 coronavirus uh, probably in the second half but as Andres says uh, the latest that we have at the moment is that the Copa Superliga is going to go ahead but that all football in Argentina um, is going to be played behind closed doors for the foreseeable future but what I was was going to say is that Mariano Soso I think will be in charge I don't know if in this first match Mm -hmm. or in the second one because it was confirmed yes Ah. I hadn't hadn't, uh, followed that the joke of Soso well now he's at San Lorenzo yes yeah yeah um, Vélez Sarsfield played, as Andrés mentioned, in Gabriel Hengse's final match in charge. He announced a couple Friday, of days before Friday, he, yes. that, that yeah. he was going to um, stand down after the game. He's not happy with the club's transfer policy, basically. They, they let a couple of key players go in January. They've not made really a, much of an effort to replace them at all. Um, and Hengse thinks that it, it's going to be too much um, work to, to keep the team together. But, I mean, he's going to be in demand. Yeah, after his spell yes. with Bellas. Um I, I think he, he had a chat with Madelon after the game. Mm. Because Madelon uh, resigned today for the same reason. So Oh well. They probably mm. have a chat after the, the, the game saying, uh, you know, I don't like the transfer uh, policy. I mean I'm gonna do the same. But uh, what I, I, I think is that Heinz uh, did a great job. Yep. Also well, both in Argentina Juniors when they were in the uh, Primera B Nacional when it was called Primera B Nacional and then at Vélez. Yeah. Perhaps with not consistent results, uh, but even when they finish in the third yeah. or fourth spot. Third. Mm. Four third. Racing. They yeah. finished third, yeah. yeah with yes. For all of the uh, praise that we've given them for playing much more entertaining football than they were managing before yes. Hainsey came in, with the second best defensive record uh, in the league behind Boca, only 14 goals conceded in 23 matches. I'm proving that they... they, they you, could, you can play with a lot of kids and, and they can play well because they, it's yeah. not usual... Uh, do that. Would, would you think that if Gachardo were to go after the Copa Superliga, would Heinze be potentially looking at the River job, or are we thinking abroad? I like or? him. I also, well, uh, uh, of course, it's only a few games that he was, that he's uh, at that club. Like, um, Hernan Crespo is some, is other other coach I like. And he's rather more yes. linked with River, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but. I don't. I think that finally Gallardo will stay unless River is not uh, uh, consistent in their in their performances because, as we have been saying, the last matches were a bit weird for them. I don't think that he will live. Uh, he and he will he will stay until twenty twenty one. But well, no one knows what happens every day there. Especially in Argentina. Indeed. Um, Elsewhere, 3-0 win for Huracan away to Banfield. That was, I guess, a bit of an eyebrow raiser. Yeah, I um, actually bet for Banfield. I regret it a lot. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't catch it, so I can't really comment on, on what happened. But, no, um, no. yeah, Defensive Justicia uh, with a 2-0 win over Patronato is much less surprising. Um, Defensive continuing to play well, continuing to have bad luck or just not quite be good enough in the Libertadores. They lost last night. Two one. Two, oh, it was two Again. one. Yes, it was the same scoreline. Yeah, yes. of course it was. Uh, away to Olympia, Emmanuel Adebayor's Olympia, um, and Adebayor uh, got his first entry into um, the Copa Libertadores 
statistics books by getting himself sent off for a proper Copa Libertadores <laughs> challenge. Um, a head-high kick on a... I mean, he got the spirit really quickly. Indeed. Oh, the Libertadores. Um, he's, he's jumping in with both feet, in every sense of the word. Um, and probably another one of the most surprising results, or if probably the most surprising result, if we're being honest, of the weekend, uh, Godoy Cruz also won for a second time in a row. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Having beaten Vélez the previous week or the previous midweek in a match that was uh, in hand, um, they got a two 0 win over Newell's Old Boys for pretty much their only two proper attacks of the match. I mean, the statistics here say that they had twelve shots. I am struggling to remember more. I was across game with someone uh, at that time. At, at the same time, I was watching Tacheres against Colón. To be honest, I didn't catch. Yeah, um, it, it was it was very much too. Sucker punches. Yeah. Uh, Juan Brunetta with a pretty nice goal, uh, 20 minutes from time. And again, they're in TL with five minutes left when, when Newells were pushing everything forward to try and find an equaliser. And that's that, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no point in going over too many of the others in great detail because, as we say, they're not going to prove to have mattered a hell of a lot. Uh, I suppose the most important ones uh, in the relegation battle. Might yes, Arsenal's defeat to Boca and Arsenal defeating uh, the CB 4-0 that yeah. puts some spice there, I think. Which yeah, but all, all the teams, the four teams that are actually competing for two, three places lost, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. In fact, the, the bottom five: Aldo CB lost to Arsenal, as Andres just mentioned. Patronato lost to Defensa Justicia. Gimnasia lost to Boca. Uh, Central Cordoba lost to Independiente. Um, Colón lost to Tacheres so doesn't change nothing's a lot. changed at the yeah. bottom going into the Superliga group stage um, we're back to three st- three straight relegations by the way <laughs> sorry if you listened to last week's Underpod Extra just forget it all already um, for anyway now, you have to put it into uh, I mean uh, uh, how, this, how, how can I put it uh, as a question perhaps or something potential because we really don't know whether what can happen next Wednesday when their meetings are, are held, so uh, stay tuned. For now, I'm going to play some halftime music. We will refill our glasses. Um, and as you might have guessed, in the second half, we're going to be talking about quite a lot of off-pitch issues um, from global pandemics to what the hell the structure of the new league is going to be and who's going to be running it next season. So don't go away. begin um, with the topic that is rocking the football world at the moment, because it's, well, rocking the world really, isn't it? Um, COVID-19. I'm not going to call it coronavirus because I'm too pedantic for that. Well, Common, common cold is a coronavirus, um, but uh, I won't pick you two up if you just want to refer it to it as that, because you know everyone will understand anyway, won't they? The virus. Anyway, that thing that's going around... The cat's just decided to come and stand right next to the microphone, so apologies. Uh, At the moment, I'm sure you're all wondering, how is it going to affect football in Argentina? We had a question a couple of weeks ago, 
I apologise uh, if it was you who asked it, but I can't remember the name of the person right now off the top of my head. Um, hoping that there were going to be some crazy responses to it in Argentina that I guess everybody would find amusing and we could go over oh, these silly South Americans. Um, I think that the Argentine response so far has been a lot more sensible than what I've been reading about the British response for the most part. Uh, and it has included the announcement a couple of hours ago um, by the AFA or by the government? I think it was the government. It was yep. the government. Yes. Um, so first of all, by the city government late this morning, if I remember rightly, uh, that all matches to be played inside the city of Buenos Aires. Yes. Which, for those of you who are just Super Liga watches, would include the stadiums of Boca, River, Vélez, Argentinos, Huracán... San Lorenzo. San Lorenzo, thank you, Tony. No I think that's it for the city, isn't it, at the moment, in the yes. Super League? Also in the minor divisions. Yeah, the also. various loads and loads of others in the minor divisions. Um, all of those matches in, in the city would be played behind closed doors this weekend. Um, and then a little bit later, as Andres says, the national government have now come out and said, all football played in Argentina, um, until further notice... I think they did say until further mm-hmm. notice, didn't they? Uh, it's going to be played behind closed doors. Um, before the national government came out and said that, it had already been announced that Godoy Cruz versus Boca this weekend is going to be behind closed doors. Um, so they're actually trying to get out ahead of it. Obviously, Argentina is a country um, that is able to take advantage to an extent of the fact that coronavirus... Oh, there you go, I have called it coronavirus. After <laughs> um, it's taking longer to reach down here than it has for a lot of the countries that you guys are listening from. Um, that's a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's summer down here, so not as many people are, are getting colds and sneezing on each other at the moment. Um, we'll, it remains to be seen how serious it hits when we have got it, but apparently there are some players you were saying earlier to me, Tony, I, who have already tested positive. Yeah, uh, two Dominguez, Cecilio and Alexander. Uh, one from Independiente and the one uh, the goalkeeper from Vélez mm. are being. They're suspicious. They might have it. Um, and it's a good thing that the um, the qualifiers are also uh, yes. Yes. pushed back. Com- given- Comebol very late last night. I thought ridiculously late, given that people have been talking about it all day. Um, Comebol sent a, a communicado to FIFA. So first of all, they announced in the morning that it's not our decision whether to postpone the qualifiers or not because they're the World Cup, um, and therefore they it, it's FIFA's call. But they did send a communicado to FIFA yesterday saying we would like you to postpone the uh, this month's World Cup qualifiers. Uh, FIFA today announced that they were going to do so. Um, so this month's World Cup qualifiers are off. And another thing that Conmebol announced shortly before uh, we started recording was that next week's Copa Libertadores matches um, are postponed. So after next week, the Libertadores enters a two-week break anyway, and the next matches after that are on the 7th of April. Um, but ne- the matches that were scheduled for next week are going to be rescheduled for a later date and presumably they're hoping that in the intervening period we'll have a better handle on mm-hmm. what's going on on, on on whether games can be played behind closed doors on whether the Libertadores has to be just called off this year or whatever I guess at least Comibol have got experience of playing the whole thing in a six month period if yeah. they need to just put it off for six months and try and get the whole thing done after that the the thing with the with the qualifiers it's because there is a now a ban to travel uh, from Italy or to Italy from Argentina. Oh, I hadn't read that. Yeah, I had seen the president of Argentina, Alberto Fernandez's uh, announcement yesterday that anybody coming into Argentina from a high risk area was going to be expected to self quarantine. And today, I saw early on that they were talking about um, jail sentences for anybody who didn't. Yes. Get, uh, 
do that. I would like not to say the travels are actually banned, but they are limited only if you really need to leave or go. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they won't sell you the ticket. And anyway, of... the isolation will be... Uh... Yeah, of course, but given now that there's a rumor going around the... Uh, outside uh, Rugani, the the Juventus player having coronavirus. It's not rumor. That that not that one, but Dybala also oh, right. might also right. have it. But it wasn't confirmed. But I mean, if he has it, it makes sense. Mm. I mean, it's a, Rugani is a is a um, place in the same team, so it will will be really uh, logical that to happen so given given that and probably other players especially from Brazil I suppose um, that the qualifiers have pushed back and it's sensible good news yes. yeah. I think good news is that as they are all they are they are all football players they are young <laughs> and they will easily or well they should they be in good health yes yeah. but uh, the, late, the bad news is that they uh, as, as hours pass by we hear about more cases Hmm. Uh, but if we're talking about crazy reactions, I mean, in my opinion, the Premier League, just before we started recording, announced that this week's matches, this weekend's matches, are going to go ahead with fans in the stadium. I, I think that the craziest reaction I've seen so far has been from my own country rather than from the country that I've moved to, um, which uh, I'm a little bit nonplussed to be stating, but here we are. Um, in terms of how it's going to affect everything else, we'll have to wait and see, uh, you know, whether the Copa America is able to take place, especially with people flying halfway across the continent between the group stage and the semi-finals and then potentially back again for the final. Mm -hmm. um, we will have to wait and see uh, whether that goes ahead and, and everything else. But if you're coming down to Buenos Aires anytime soon or indeed to any part of the rest of Argentina, um, be aware of, of the restrictions, have a look and make sure that you know what's going on. And obviously if you're traveling anywhere else, then it's probably yes. a good idea to do that as well. Which yep. is true also is that there will be a lot of loss in terms of money, of course. Uh, only to talk about the, the, the behind closed door matches, which means that of course no tickets will be sold, mm. sold or even when they are, they are that year, in the case of the year, uh, uh, abonos we say here or memberships that they have already been paid well I don't know what happens with that bit, but but in, in terms of the selling selling tickets of course they won't be sold uh, obviously won't be sold so there will be a loss there of money a huge loss I, I will say yeah yeah indeed so some of the clubs who've, who've got particularly big social elements and stress that the fans have a right to go and use the gym or other club facilities like River or whatever might well be able to mitigate that to an extent although even then I guess you shouldn't really be going to the gym if you're self-isolating should you but there we go uh, we, we will see what happens uh, we will try and keep you posted obviously it's an ever moving situation and at least as the situation is at the moment it would not surprise me if some of this information we've just given you is already out of date by the time this podcast gets uploaded uh, presumably tomorrow sometime for River this doesn't change a lot uh, I mean playing behind closed doors because Last night they played oh, yeah, the yeah. uh, They were banned because of. I was the wondering task. why you were shoehorning the rivers thing in particular into this, but yeah, I understand that. Yes. Uh, but yeah, River, of course, uh, played behind closed doors, as Andres says, on Wednesday evening, uh, not because of, of, of COVID nineteen, but because of um, the ban they were given for. I was going to say the final, but it wasn't, was it? The semi-final 
um, of last year's Libertadores against Boca for the flares that were in there. So they have another match as a result of that as well, don't they? Yeah. And then with, I think what basically two, it's all three of their home yeah, games. Yeah, the, right? the three the home the, teams. There's a two-game bound for that, and then they've got a one-game bound for something yes, else. Yes. I can't remember. Because of Flair, no, the, the Flares was the... For the Colmebol was mm-hmm. I think one match and then the task, task yeah. banning, banning the river with two more games because of the final for the, the 2018 the final against Boca yes. with the, the uh, brick being thrown through the coach window yeah um, so yes as Andres says it, it doesn't really affect river yes. um, but uh, moving on um, the other off pitch issue that will probably not be out of date by the time this gets uploaded but as Andres said just before the break might very well be out of date by the time we record next week, um, is the situation in the league. Now, last week, we left the really deep part of this explanation for Handapod Extra so that the wonderful people on our Patreon um, subscription programme could get that information. What what I thought was going to happen was uh, they'll hear it like a month before everybody else does, and then we'll go over it, obviously, for you lot at a later date. And what's actually happened is, obviously... This being the AFA and the Superliga that we're talking about, everything that we mentioned last week is already way out of date, and so we may as well just tell you all now what's going on. So first of all, we mentioned briefly on on the proper podcast last week um, that the relegation places were being shifted partway through the season from three relegations directly down to the second division to two plus the third bottom team playing off against, as Dan explained, the losing finalist of that rather complicated playoff system that the Primera Nacional is going to have this season. Like the Bundesliga, to give any reference. Indeed, yes. Uh, the Primera Nacional being the second division, obviously. Because why wouldn't that be the name of it? Um, the situation now is that that's no longer the case again. That, As I said just before the break, we're going to have three direct relegations. Um... It's still, when I say direct relegations, that just means they're going straight down. Don't think that the, as one of my Twitter followers did, but I said this a couple of days ago, uh, don't think that this means that the Promedios are being abolished. That's not changed. Yet. No, indeed. (laughs) Would it be that surprising if next Wednesday they say, by the way, we're scrapping the Promedios starting this season, so all of a sudden, that's it. Tough luck, God I cruise. It's kind of the same. Colombo's going down anyway. Right, but Godoy Cruz... And they, and they, and they get... Uh, yeah, well, Godoy Cruz have basically tanked this season yeah. because they're somewhere up in the top eight um, of the Promedios anyway, thanks to finishing second in the table three years ago. Also, but Colón, the two teams in Santa Fe doesn't have a coach because Osela hmm. uh, resigned after losing with Tacheres and Dominguez, the, the one that was uh, coaching Huracán. Uh, well, you gonna... mentioned his name earlier. Oh, sorry, Eric Cal. Yeah. Yes, Domi- Eduardo Dominguez. Eduardo Dominguez. Was the, the, he was going to be the one that was. take the reign of, of Iosela. Sorry, yes, I thought you were scrambling around for Madelon to yep. remind the, us. The, 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 two, the two Santa Fe teams doesn't have a coach. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so at the moment, we're now back to the situation that we were in two weeks ago from the point of view of relegation. Um, so, remember, the 11 matches uh, of the group stage of the Copa de la Superliga which kicks off tomorrow behind closed doors and we'll see how much of it actually gets played before players start coughing too much on each other um, but the, the 11 matches that well, will we be able to hold hands or they should oh you can't see this listeners sorry I, I'm, I'm making a, because a gesture saying I have no idea there was a question that it was made for to I, I, it is of course, doesn't have to do with 
Argentina specifically, but with coronavirus or COVID-19, COVID <laughs> uh, there, there was a, a question made by an Argentinian journalist to uh, Jurgen Klopp uh, about what he thought about that players were forbidden or, or they couldn't hold hands with the other with their rivals, but they they are in touch. It's a, it's a, it's a in, in, content, during yeah. the matches, yeah. they are in contact, contact all the time, and there was he was angry about that. Uh, but it's curious how they will react to that. Well, well it's sustained contact, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's not quite the same as a shoulder barge. If you grab yes. somebody's hand and firmly shaking it, Plus, put it under. You don't. Te- I mean, if if you shoulder barge somebody, let's say, you don't tend to then touch your face with your shoulder uh, every seven seconds on average, which apparently is how often we all subconsciously end up touching our faces when we're not doing something like recording a podcast. Given the, the also the situation that, like I said on the break, that for some reason some some fans are asking to gather around the stadiums, even if, if the games are behind closed yeah. doors. I mean, I, I wonder how much of today's L'Equipe front page after the PSG Dortmund match has sort of helped to glamorise this idea that gathering outside stadium. I don't know whether you saw it, yeah. but there's this very dramatic picture of what bloke with Valencia like did too. Hand standing up and the, the crowd yeah. because obviously they gathered outside uh, to support the club anyway. And it just it's deeply. None of us are medical experts. I'm gonna, although I'm a Man United fan, I'm going to take a leaf out of Jurgen Klopp, Klopp's book here and say listen to medical experts. Don't listen to us. Um, but fans who are doing that in defiance of orders, especially in, you know, Spain, which has got a massive outbreak of this at the moment, are idiots. Like, yeah. stay home. That's that's what you've been told to do. That's that's what everybody is yeah. saying is clearly the best yeah, course I think of it was the first game Valencia against uh, Atlanta. They did that. The, the fans did that. Then I was watching Mohen Gladbach against Köln, and I heard fans... Obviously, was behind closed door, mm. and in the last ten minutes, Gladbach uh, was obviously going to win, and the was starting singing. Out of the sudden, you start people singing. Like, yes. yeah. But the, the stadium is empty, and, and then the PSG situation. A, a bit off topic, but we talked with Tony before we started recording that we are, we are used to criticizing too much, of course, reasonably, Argentinian government and even people. And they, they, we have the Italy, Italian citizens going, going on vacation and, and doing everything like it, there wasn't any 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 uh, disease, and and it was alright for them. And mm. now you have the, the the yeah people people tend to to take the the quarantine thing really lightly, and they say oh, I'm gonna go to do shopping, so I'm gonna go to the cinema and stuff like that. Don't do that. If you're quarantined, stay at home. Watch Netflix, read. Yeah. You have a lot of things. Net, yes, the, the, the <laughs> streaming services use them. Yeah, probably are the, the only ones that are going to win of this situation are the streaming services. Yeah. <laughs> Having said all this, I am going to be going to my local tomorrow evening, and I am slightly nervous about how many people are going to be shaking hands and mm. kissing me when I walk in to say hello. And I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm again, I'm not nervous about the consequences for me but just in a general sense I think that the Argentine way of greeting by kissing everybody on the face as soon as you see them is yeah it, it's a disaster waiting to happen when the weather gets cooler and when people start having colds um, as I said but anyway uh, we will see what happens there in terms of the league and the future structure ignoring all of this pandemic stuff that's going around uh, it's also in a fair state of chaos at the moment there is going to be a meeting next... Did you say Wednesday? Yes. Yeah? There's going to be a meeting next Wednesday um, at the AFA. 
to well we don't know what they're going to vote for supposedly but in fact of course we do know what they're going to vote for what's going to happen is that the clubs in the Superliga excuse me while I burp um, are going to vote uh, unanimously to do away with the Superliga scrap it um, and return to the auspices of the AFA starting next season under the faintly ridiculous name of the Liga Profesional de Football which might better be um, named the Liga Poco Profesional de Football Liga Improvisada possibly that as well um, hopefully even if you don't speak Spanish you've worked out what those words mean uh, they're fairly it's basically exactly the word that you think it is uh, it, it's not a false friend or anything with English um, what this means is that the Super League is going to be dissolved effectively it won't it, it will cease to exist next season the television deals will be held so, so far uh, I mean yeah. Uh, it, uh, we will have to wait for further notice, but of course, this all these things of the COVID nineteen is covering all of the government uh, problems. We will say, and and, and they, 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 all of the it's enough for them to 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 do. So they won't uh, uh, do anything about the football para todos, uh, the the, the uh, finished uh, program which made people watch uh, football for free. Uh, but perhaps uh, when the, all this passes by, uh, there will be any, any news about it because it is a country mm-hmm. that yes, true. yes, indeed. Um, it, it's going to be. I mean, now that we're back to three straight relegations, it is presumably there are still only two teams coming up for the second division. So we're going to have a twenty-three team season, uh, twenty-three team top flight next season. Yes. In terms of the structure of the league, therefore, whether it's going to be Apertura, Clausura, whether it's going to be everybody playing everybody else once and a team having a week off each weekend, or what, we don't know what to tell you, because none of that's been decided yet, but it does look almost definite. I mean, well, basically it looks definite. Um, It it would take a a turnaround of astonishing proportions um, for the Superliga to still be in existence after the Copa de la Superliga finishes. Uh, Marcelo Tinelli the current I think he's still officially first vice president yes. right? but he's actually acting president of yes. San Lorenzo since Matthias Lamens is the, the subsecretary of sports and tourism yeah uh, so Marcelo Tinelli the what I just said uh, the acting president of San Lorenzo is going to take over the running of the first division within the AFA um, so they, they're going to have I, I don't think they had that before right there wasn't no. like somebody who was overseeing the Primera when it was the Primera no uh, within the AFI it was just Julio Grandona mm-hmm. telling everybody what to do and everybody going yes yes Don Julio we'll go and do that now um, so that's it, it, the structure is going to remain slightly different from what it was before we're not going exactly back to what we had before um, but I must say that I, I like Tinelli as a manager of the, of the Liga or of the First Division even when uh, it's untidy and it's uh, not very professional. We are going to call Liga Profesional to something which is not professional. But even even so, it is. Yes. But even I mean, so, there are two things here that are slightly ridiculous. Sorry about sorry to interrupt, yes. Andres, but about the name is. I mean, first of all, if you're going to call it the Liga Profesional, as you say, make sure that it's properly run. But secondly, in a very literal sense, yeah, of course it's a professional league. But so what? It's been professional for the last ninety years, right? Why are you just calling it this now? That's, whenever I see a country where I notice that the top flight is called something like the Liga Profesional or the Professional Football League or whatever, you think, that just smacks of 
a kind of amateurishly run yes. organization or, or a league that became professional in like 1987 or something yeah, like, I mean, in the case of of, of Tinelli, I, I will say that uh, with the, the all the experience he has in media especially uh, he may may run uh, or at least he may uh, get uh, good deals for for Argentine, Argentinian football in terms of, of of sales and 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 how he tries to sell a good product because it will be uh, uh, inside AFA, of course. It'll be interesting to see because if there's one thing that he does know, um, then it's misogyny. But if there's another yes. thing that he knows, it's television. Um, and yeah, it, it'll yes. be interesting to uh, to see how much he uses his contact book to try and, and help out the rest of the league. It'll be interesting yes. to see whether San Lorenzo just end up walking it next season with yeah. How, how many how many matches are going to be played? The twenty three team league. It'll be twenty two matches in total, won't it? Twenty one wins and a draw or something. Um, anyway, Tony. Yeah. What's been going on in the Primera Femenina before we get onto Lister's questions? Um, not much. There's the... not an awful lot to update us on from last time because, as we said last week, that championship group is basically decided isn't it yeah uh, the, there are a few a few places yet to to be decided between um, a couple of teams between Racing Rosario Central Lenus or Estudiantes um, are the ones that may be out or in Racing is basically in because it has 24 points Rosario Central has uh, 23 that's the last team right now that is qualifying then Lenus has 21 and Estudiantes has 20 hmm. I mean it would be a catastrophe for Racing to out, but they play against Boca, so it could happen. Right. Um, and how is that decided if if uh, the teams in eighth and ninth finish level on points? Is it goal difference? Goal difference. Right. Yeah. Um, so it will be the only thing yet to see in the last uh, match day of the regular season, to call it in a very American way. Um, and then we have the start. We have a, a couple of weeks yet. Uh, until the beginning of, of the, um, the the Zona Campeonato or the Zona eh, Permanencia. Between the last match day and the start of the two zones, we have a little bit of kind of a transfer window. And the only big thing right now is if Mara Gomez, the trans it's player, say, yeah. it's, if it's uh, definite that she's going to play for, for Richa San Carlos, uh, she was at Afa yesterday, so it seems like she she was. Be, she's been registered. Hasn't yeah, she? and they're yeah. waiting to get to Afa to get the yeah the last the last war in it. Also, quickly, we have the Sudamericano. We it's gonna start the last round of um, the the groups. This is the Sudamericano sub painter. Sorry, yeah, that it's gonna start tomorrow. Argentina <laughs> draw yesterday against Venezuela nil nil. Listeners, if you just heard a sneeze, then don't panic. It was Latrice, not, yeah, not me or yeah. uh, Argentina draw yesterday against Venezuela. I think that Argentina deserved the win. Played really well in the first half with a couple of changes uh, made by Borrello. Uh, tactically, putting Sof- Sofia Brown, which is an American player that plays for Argentina. Bless you. <laughs> um, putting her as a, as a centre back instead of, of in the midfield and put it the Angelis, which is a a number nine that it's um, she's amazing she 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 puts down everything you do throw a, a, a brick to her and, and she's gonna put it down and, and, and pass it all so Argentina right now it's third in the group A 
and it's gonna play against Bolivia that doesn't have any points. So I suppose Argentina is gonna win. Colombia is first with seven. Venezuela it's second with also seven, but with a less uh, cool difference. Argentina is third with five points. Ecuador has three points, and then Bolivia. They won one and and drew two. two yeah, exactly. They they won the first one against Ecuador and, and drew against Colombia and Venezuela, which were also the probably the Colombia more Brazil. difficult yeah teams to to play against. So I suppose Argentina is going to win against Bolivia. I suppose. Um, and Colombia doesn't doesn't play because they they have the free round. It doesn't doesn't look really really good for Colombia. On the other on the other um, group to finish with the Sudamericana sub 20, Brazil is first with six points, Uruguay second, and Paraguay is third. The the three teams have six points, wow. but Brazil is going to play against Uruguay. Uruguay plays really good football for the As, to, yes. to 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 in, with with within the. The tournament is one of the best teams I saw. Chile and Peru has one point and probably. What do you think about out. the possibilities for Argentina to, to advance? It's to qualify for the World Cup. Uh, well, what's how does qualification for the World Cup? I, I apologize if you've answered this question. I've been checking out the questions that we've been having on Twitter, um, and also I've been googling whether cats can transmit coronavirus <laughs> to humans. Um, but. <laughs> Ha- qualification for the World Cup is what the top two from each of these groups they go to a final, final round and from the final round uh, the two teams okay. are on top are going to be the, the, the they're going to go to Costa Rica and Panama to the World Cup uh-huh. if Argentina qualifies I think they, they should try to win one of the matches against Uruguay because probably against Brazil they're going to lose I mean, Brazil is clearly uh, two or Steps above any, anyone else, so winning one against Uruguay and I don't know drawing against like Venezuela should be enough, uh, but it will be difficult a bit because they don't have much time to recover. Most of the games are with only one day to rest. Oh, it's every two days they they have to play every two days. Yeah, so if if you see the games. You're gonna see one thing on the first half and another thing on the second half. It it gets really difficult, and I don't think it it helps the the, the women's game in, in South America because anyone that wants to catch a game and, and see a really slow game, very sloppy because of the tiredness, <laughs> I don't think it's good for the product to call it in a very marketing it's way. It's not good for the players either, but yeah, I mean, I, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. Um, just out of interest, sure. you might not know the answer off the top of your head. I believe that Brazil and Colombia both do, but which other South American countries have professional women's leagues at the moment? Uh, I think Ecuador has okay. a, a professional a professional. And the league. others are all amateur. Yes, right. Yes, uh, Chile is really strong with the uh, movement to to make it professional too, uh, but that's it, and it, it shows. It it really really shows because Brazil is really superior to anyone else. And you see that it's a bit of of a good idea from Argentina, but it always a step back because Borrell is a really defensive um, coach. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't really help. And the, uh, one of the games again against um, Colombia, there was a draw. Argentina was playing really well, and, and he took off um, Sofia Brown. She was playing at midfield at that game, playing really well. 
distributing the ball and, the ball and help, helping Hippolito. And about 35 minutes in the, in the first half, uh, he took took her off for Fagiano because she's better uh, up in the air and trying to trying to do the long route the, and the long ball. I mean, it seems like the only plan for Argentina. I mean, it's a really really sad in a way, you know, to do only the the long ball and see whatever happens. Um, but yeah, I think I'm also from Sudamericana. I think Argentina has a good um, chance to get to the second round and to qualify. But it also depends of which teams from the second, um, from the group B is going to qualify, given that Brazil and Uruguay are going to play against each other and Uruguay probably is going to lose. So maybe Paraguay or, or it's going to snatch the second place and that will be easier for Argentina. But mm-hmm. th- that's so far what's going down. Thank you, Tony. Uh, listeners' questions now. Perfect Tommy gets in there with a very straightforward one. Has the Copa Libertadores been postponed? I've answered that one already. I've just realised I, I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Yes, it has. But they, um, they are playing right now, but it's, it yeah. looks like a, uh, next week will be... Nacional vs Estudiantes de Mérida in Racing's group is currently going on. Nacional, Nacional of Uruguay uh, are winning it 1-0. Um, later on this evening in fact in about 25 minutes time Racing host Alianza Lima and Gremio host Internacional I've only just realised those two are in the same group how did that happen? because of the the qualifiers of course yes yeah yeah Um, in the Porto Alegre Clásico and then after those two matches the Libertadores goes into lockdown as we said Uh, next week's matches are going to be postponed until further notice the next matches after that that are scheduled aren't until the 7th of April anyway um, I don't so understand yes, why Gremio International is, is being played as they are all there There are no troubles there they have to play all in the same city mm. uh, yeah but why they call it off but equally though if nobody's travelling maybe that's more of a justification to say well you can get away with playing it but one. But what if one of the people that yeah. is going to the to the stands travel to Italy? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Tommy also asks. Oh, actually, hang on. Sorry, Tommy's second question is uh, because I asked for anybody who had an idea for hand the pod extra. Given that we lost our special guest at quite late notice, um, the, yep. the plan for the hand the pod extra was just to talk to her about women's football for a while. Um, but he's asked, what are some of the greatest moments in Copa Libertadores history? I fear that we might not be able to do that in time for Handapod Extra, but we'll see. Yeah. We might have to Maybe. research it a little bit. Yes. Lee Bartlett says, can the panel... For some reason, he's put panel in inverted commas. I don't know why, Lee. This is a very serious yes. operation. Yes. Can the panel assess the influence slash performance of Juan Sebastián Merón at Estudiantes, please? Influence incalculable. This is a guy who, during his playing career, when he was earning millions and millions of pounds and euros uh, in England and Italy, was sending back money for no reason other than that he supported the club in order to allow them to build one of the best uh, training centres in Argentina. Top-class gym, top-class youth facilities, um, a place for the, the young kids to stay and helping to fund the stadium even before he ran for president of the institution and became the president who officially opened the stadium. Um, I mean, he is Estudiantes in so many ways. Obviously, uh, as a Man United fan, it's something that particularly stands out, the fact that he, he played for us, but a couple of few decades after, 
his dad scored such an important goal in the Intercontinental Cup final against us. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, it's difficult to assess because he's Mr. Estudiantes, isn't yeah. he? Yes. Yeah, yeah, indeed. indeed. There are not many cases of uh, a, a, a man whose father also was important for it, for a club and, mm. and himself also, and even more than his father, because his father wasn't the president of the of Estudiantes and he was, he is... Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the surname Veron is a of of Estudiantes in any kind of way. W would it be pushing it a bit to suggest that he's bigger at Estudiantes than Riquelme is at Boca? It's it's difficult to compare obviously because yes. Boca yeah. are a much bigger club than Estudiantes and especially on a national level. Yeah, um, and Riquelme I mean, was more successful the, in a. If you want, but I wouldn't say that Veron's necessarily less of a legend at his club than yeah. you know. They yeah. all, they both won. Plus, they both came as, back at a very similar time and won Libertadores what two years apart. Yeah, twenty oh seven for They both, they both won as players. The, the Libertadores, uh, perhaps as smallest the club, uh, uh, the the idols are perhaps better treated in in the, in, the, in those clubs. I think. Yeah. Uh, because they they don't have that many idols. If, if you can hear Andres getting ever so slightly quieter with every word he's saying, it's because he's sliding slowly backwards. Latrice has decided she wants to play, and she's uh, intimidating him a bit. They have only perhaps a few idols, and they, they, they are, I, I think, better treated than in, in clubs like River or Boca, that they have much more, uh, I think. Hmm. Uh, David Novoshevsky says, No questions. Just want you all to be safe. This is going crazy. Be calm. Thank you very much, David. Thank you. Um, and the same goes out to our listeners. You know, do take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wash your hands after you go to the toilet, you disgusting people. I can't <laughs> believe anybody does it. You, you remind me uh, on, on Christmas that I saw the, um, the nephews of my, of my sister. And they, they were running off the toilet without washing and, and, and uh, I was just uh, I just I just stood on the door and said you're not gonna leave until I, you <laughs> I sometimes feel like I'm a bit of a germaphobe but it's because I've worked for several years well it's partly because my mum's a nurse so I, I came up yeah. you know I grew up with it from an early age but also because I worked for several years I worked in a hospital myself before moving here and so I've just for now probably about the last 14 or 15 years at least I have washed my hands countless times every day mm. anyway and when all of this stuff a few weeks ago of people on Twitter just being like you have to wash your hands after you go to the toilet started coming out and I was like really? yeah obviously <laughs> like, who, who the hell doesn't I mean, well I told you who doesn't anyway <laughs> um, moving on Liam Kelly who is no relation to me says any danger of the Copa Superliga slash lower leagues slash Libertadores being stopped it looks like and I hope we will finally follow suit with the other European leagues stay safe um, I think we've kind of answered that one already Yeah. Um, for the moment they're going on behind closed doors in Argentina um, and we've mentioned what Comebol have uh, done and managed to extract from FIFA watch this space it'll probably be out of date in 24 hours that have cancelled everything and we'll all be just setting fire to ourselves to cleanse the world or something um, and Tom Robinson says what did you make of Puerta Siete this is the Netflix series about the Barabras haven't watched it read Awful things. I know that one of the co-writers was one of the advisors of the of the security minister that left the the Macri administration. Mm -hmm. That was enough for me to say I'm not gonna give it a chance. I have so many things to, to better things to see like Brooklyn Nine Nine or stuff like that. And it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I am. Um, I was ready. 
Sorry? Always, always ready matches. Always okay. ready matches and, and games from Bolivia and Ecuador that find my way to watch. Yeah. At the start of the summer, my girlfriend, after nine years going out with me, finally agreed to start watching The Wire with me. So I've got really much, much, much better things. Sorry for my voice getting a bit high, then the cat decided to stab me in the shin. Um, much better things to be watching. And, yeah, just from nah. the very few clips and stuff that I've seen of it, I just think, eh, I'm probably not... Very cliche in a bad way. There's always a part of me when these things come out that where I think, same with the Maradona documentaries that somebody asked us about, it might have been Tom as well then, um, and we were all like, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. There's always a bit of me that thinks, oh, I should watch this because somebody will probably ask about it yeah. on the pod. But then, I just... Yeah, just for the record, the, 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 the one about the star of the football writer by the chap from Downton Abbey I'm not going to watch it anyway. indeed I don't care um, next up after this music you will hear Mystic Sam's predictions for the opening weekend of Copa Superliga matches it's almost as if the Superliga hasn't really gone away are you, are you going to predict how many around. players are going to get infected or, or no. no no I, I won't do for now <laughs> stop it get off Sorry, the cat is now just full on attacking me. <laughs> uh, she hasn't been playing for it all day. It's my fault. Don't go away. Okay, while Tony attempts to uh, tame... <laughs> See, she's active, isn't she? Yeah, she actually she's too playful beat me in a playful way. Uh, well, while we all try to stay away from the little miniature shark that's under the table, here are my predictions this weekend. Central Cordoba versus Newell's Old Boys will be a Newell's win. I think they'll bounce back from that defeat to Godoy Cruz. Union versus Arsenal is going to be an Arsenal victory, possibly by three or four goals. Godoy Cruz against Boca Juniors will be a Boca Juniors victory. Patronato versus... I've predicted three away wins in a row so far. Patronato versus San Lorenzo. I'm going to go for a draw there. Although San Lorenzo might very well win it, given their yeah. recent form. Yeah. Independiente versus a newly Gabriel Heinzeles Vélez Sarsfield. Vélez to win, still. Gimnasia versus Banfield. Now that's an interesting match. Might not be very high quality, but it should be interesting. I'll go for Gimnasia to win. Rosario Central versus Colón I think will be a Central win River oh look at that River yeah, versus Atletico Tucumán uh, already back together again after Atletico just played a big part in denying them the league title I think the River uh, will take out some of their anger and get a home win there not a Neil I suppose Boom. not a Neil I suppose no probably not but who knows Aldo City versus Racing, I think, will be a Racing win. Lanús versus Argentinos, I'm going for a draw. Defensa y Justicia to. Oh, we're back to lunchtime kickoffs, are we? It, it, it says here that it's postponed. Does yes. it? For some reason that I don't really yes, know. No, no. Copa Libertadores Okay, if Defensa y Justicia vs. Estudiantes takes place, then I'm going to go for a draw. Uh, but we don't know. And uh, Huracan versus Tacheres. Oh, it's the match to miss for the weekend. I think Huracan might win it. Most attractive matches of the weekend. I have to say, I think River against Atletico Tucumán. Just a week after the last River against Atletico Tucumán. There's a bit of spice there. 
Um, so that, that could be a nice bit of needle yeah. in that one. Central against Colón yeah. has something to play. Central Cordoba against News has something to play. Independiente versus Vélez. If Independiente play the way that they did um, last weekend, I can't remember who they were playing now. <laughs> but so they won 3-0 against Central Cordoba. Yeah. Um, then that actually could be a fairly decent game for all of Santi's recent moaning about uh, Independiente's quality. Well, I have a news here from TC Sports Ooh, which says hilariously that defensive justicia against Estudiantes has been postponed because of the uh, overloaded, I would say, uh, 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 library for uh, for defensive justicia. I mean, uh, they have a lot of matches apparently, mm-hmm. and that's why they are postponing the match against Estudiantes. They have been playing Copa Libertadores, and yeah, yes. They play also on Wednesday. They are, they are low in... Well, they uh, don't play next week because yes. it's been postponed. Well, for Libertadores, but it ha- apparently it had been postponed before this yeah. coronavirus. Maybe, maybe they are allowing the, the guy that received the Adebayor kick to recover. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe they've only got 12 players and they can't... The, the match between Defensive Justicia against Estudiantes for the first round of Son Chu Copa de la Superliga has been... It will be postponed because of Complications with the calendar for the Ferencio Varela team. Wow! Uh, when they are the, they are playing the the group stage of Copa Libertadores, which of course, as you said, now it won't be played. That is bizarre. Anyway, yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, one or two interesting games this weekend that will be taking place. Actually, I think defensive with DC against the Estudiantes was arguably one of the, the better looking matches. <laughs> So it's a bit of a shame that it's not going to be taking place for no real reason. Uh, but as I say, Independiente Vélez, if Independiente actually turn up, uh, as they did last weekend, um, then that could turn into an interesting match. Um, Godoy Cruz versus Boca looks like the biggest one-sided yeah. uh, game to me um, there. And yeah, the others, we'll have to wait and see. For now, thank you very much for listening. A reminder to please visit our sponsors fanatis at fntz.co slash hop and use the discount code hopfz to get 20% off your first three months with that service to watch the whole of what hopefully fingers crossed will be the Copa de la Superliga Um, and albicelestes.com a-l-b-i-c-e-l-e-s-t-e-s dot com uh, for Sopel's um, archive of Argentina national team matches and players thank you very much to both of those uh, websites for sponsoring us for now thanks and goodbye from Andres thank you goodbye Tony goodbye and from me thanks and goodbye full time score to tell you about in the Copa Libertadores Racing got a 1-0 win over Alianza Lima um, in their group game behind closed doors and then just after that uh, well it finished just after that it was played at the same time Gremio and Internacional who were in the same group as one another in the Porto Alegre Clásico got a nil-nil draw that's two Brazilian teams the reason I'm telling you about it is that there were four red cards shown in stoppage time three substitute, three starters and one substitute from each team it's tremendously entertaining stuff <laughs>